Welcome everyone to Overcome Podcast episode 42. Today we have a very special guest here, my friend Claire Morrow. Hi. <laughs> hey Claire, how's it going? Good man, any better I'd be 20. <laughs> <laughs> Great to have you here and uh, the, the main uh, theme of this podcast is Overcome and um, we met some years ago, we used to have the same coach, Jeff Dwell. And, I remember. Yeah, and uh, I've been watching how extremely great progress you made over your fitness journey. But uh, a lot of people don't know, you know, your your roots, where you came from, and when you post sometimes some of your before pictures, people really don't believe that's you, right? Because uh, you look way younger <laughs> now uh, than you were on the picture from years ago. Um, so I would like to start. Uh, going back and talking about what really triggered you to change? Oh, that's an easy one. So my mom got diagnosed with stage four cancer and my husband's brother died of a heart attack within a month of each other. And I turned to him and I said, we need to get healthy. I am not going to sit around and wait for my genetics to come for me. <laughs> I don't want cancer. I don't want you to have a heart attack, even though he's very healthy anyway. Um, so even though I'm genetically predisposed to getting cancer, I wanted to give my body the healthiest fighting chance I could possibly give it to, um, by eating clean and learning, mm -hmm. you know, how to eat the right foods and, you know, do the best I can. And that's what got me on the path. And then after that, I started seeing all these girls in the gym, some of them older than me. And I was inspired, uh, Randy, uh, Randy and drawer mm -hmm. for one, <laughs> I can remember watching her doing, uh, lap pull downs and thinking, oh my gosh, I want to look like that. How does that happen? <laughs> uh, so that got me on that path and then met Jeff shortly after. But when you started, you had no idea about fitness, uh, gym. You never worked out before or did you did some sports before? Not really. I mean, I was kind of a cardio bunny. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you kind of have an idea of, okay, you got to be in a calorie deficit. Okay, you got to eat this or eat that. But I didn't really know how simple it actually was. Just eat natural foods. You know, people overcomplicate, you know, losing fat and getting fit. And it's just, you just got to get enough protein. You've got to make sure that you're, you know, lifting in the right format and learning how to lift correctly. Um, there was so much that I didn't know that, you know, I wish I could tell myself now, <laughs> you know, to not make mistakes, make sure you eat enough. Um, a lot of women I work with now don't eat enough. I think that's a common thing yeah. among women is they don't eat enough and they don't know, you know, they, they think protein shakes are better when, you know, when actually four ounces of chicken is the same amount of calories as a protein shake, you mm -hmm. know, and they don't really put two and two together until you tell them that. And then they're like, Oh, <laughs> but how, how long oh. it took you to really get into this mindset of falling through the plan? Did you suffer a little bit in the beginning or was really a smooth transition? No, it was smooth for me because I'm very, I'm very all in. If I'm going to do something, I freaking do it and I'm all in. So it really wasn't, you know, I know some people do have a hard time with that, but I didn't. I was all in and went for it. Um, too much so. I overtrained. I didn't eat enough. There were so many things I, I you know, didn't do right um, that I would love to do over. That's why it took me so long to transform because I didn't realize I was overtraining so much. Um, so no, it really wasn't too much of a struggle. I mean, of course, you know, when you're on prep, you're, you know, craving sugar sometimes and you want this or you want that. 
but I'm all about discipline. I trained horses for years, um, and that was a very tough discipline also. Mm. So I was professional horse trainer in the dressage, which is, as you know, is an Olympic event at its highest level. And, uh, you know, I learned a lot about being disciplined from being in that sport. So maybe that's why my mom instilled it into me, you know, how to, how to be the best you can be. And, and you started together with your husband or you started this on, on your own and then your husband joined? No, we did this together. We started getting fit together. Um, neither one of us had lifted weights before. I'd done cardio, but I'd really never picked up maybe a pink weight every now and again, <laughs> but not a real weight, you know, before the age of 42, that was when I started. And Randy, I think he was 60 when he really started. Um, and he's 68 now and looks incredible. So anybody can do this. And I tell women all the time, I don't care how old you are, anybody can do this. It doesn't matter your age. Um, so we started on this path together and it's been a godsend because we would meal prep together. We go to the, we still do. We still go to the gym together. And I do think it helps when a couple is on the same path. I think it helps tremendously. We can always bring him in here if you want to, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a, that's a great story. I, I really admire your uh, perseverance throughout this. And, and do, as you said, doing together is much better. And how do you deal with, because I'm pretty sure that although you are together on this, he and you sometimes has, you know, they, you want different things, right? For example, cheating meal. You guys, you guys align those cheating meals or you don't do that very much? We really don't. I mean, I would say once every couple of weeks we'll go out and have a cheat meal, you know, um, but I still don't eat like a jerk, I guess you could say. Can I say it? Sure, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't. I try not to eat like an asshole too much uh -huh. because you're just going to end up feeling like recycled monkey crap the next day, you know, and all bloated and disgusting. So, but we do go out, you know, we go out, we have dates, you know, a lot. Um, but, you know, 99.9% .9 of the time, my diet is I eat six times a day, just like most bodybuilders, clean foods, chicken, fish, bison, white, you know, white fish. Um, I don't eat a lot of salmon. Um, I eat a lot of bison, so I get my fats from, uh, from that and whole eggs and, you know, things like that. So you don't really have, like, uh, uh, off-season per se, right? Or do you? Oh, I do, but I don't let myself get, you know, I eat enough food to gain muscle, but I don't let myself get too fluffy because I, I just don't like the way it feels. <laughs> that makes sense. And that's just a personal choice. You know, mm -hmm. um, I would like to compete again, and it's hard to lean down, especially at my age, because, yeah, menopause, I'm going to be 50 this year, so, <laughs> you know, I don't want to put more fat on me than I absolutely need to put on, you know, so, uh, yeah. Now, you brought a I'm good a point about age. What do you think uh, is the most difficult part about age? Is the recovery? Is the metabolism that is not accelerated as used to be? What, what is the, the, the most challenging thing? You know, it's funny you mentioned the recovery because in the last six months, I've noticed it's harder for me to recover than it ever used to be. So, yeah, overtraining would be out of the question at this point. I mean, <laughs> um, I've definitely fought through arthritis. I've got arthritis in both my knees. So I literally have to get them injected every six months with uh, Monobis. Mm -hmm. And then in between that, I have um, actually Randy's workout partner is amazing. He does uh, stem cell or, or amion. And PRP, so he injects my knees uh, for me to help regenerate, and that helps tremendously. It really does work. So I've had to fight through that. I have a herniated disc in my neck, so I'm there's certain things I can lift all day long, 
I can't bounce. That's why I had to stop riding horses because it would really send a lot of pain. Oh yeah. But lift, yeah. But lifting actually helped it a lot. Can, but can, can uh, you still squat? Yes, I can. So, um, sometimes I have to squat with my knees out in front of me, like a cable squat. Mm -hmm. um, but I try to educate women that don't give up on yourself just because you have an injury or arthritis. Don't give up on yourself. There are ways to train around injuries, and I've learned how to do that. No doubt. And and uh, you still planning to compete uh, at least once a year? Is that the plan? I would love to. You know, I was planning on taking a year off. Then COVID hit, and I'm like, well, I'm not getting on a freaking stage with a mask on my mouth. That's a hard day. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, nobody want to do that shit, right? Uh -huh. Yeah, I agree. So, um, yeah, so I kind of gave up on that idea of competing. Um, until COVID kind of, and now it's like coming back in again. So I'm hoping when I turn 50, perhaps next year, I can do, um, I jokingly say, I'll find myself an old mayor class to enter. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I'd like to next year um, go to a master show or something. So know? when was your last competition? Was 2019? Yes, it's been, it's been, I think it was 19. Um, December 2019, it was Sheila's show, the Texas one. Um, I forget the name of it. Battle, Battle. Yes, Texas. because I remember that show, and you were among uh, way younger ladies, and you stand stand tall, toe to toe with all of them. Oh, thanks. It was fun. It was a good show. I think I got six in the masters class, but I was happy with that. You know, because oh man, I I had just done a show uh, four months prior, and I should have just quit with that because you know how when you try to extend your prep, your body's like, stop yeah, it. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> I was at that point, my body was like, stop it. You need to feed me now more. <laughs> so that, that was hard. That brings day. another question about this, this whole thing about listening to your body. I'm pretty sure that you do that all the time and you educate your clients to do that as well. Uh, what is the, the main trigger point uh, for you? You say, you know, I have to listen to what my body is saying now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, when you get too low on calories, there's, you know, messes can mess up your hormones, as you know. Um, And hormones, as it is, are a donkey on the edge in your 40s. So, <laughs> yeah, I can jack with that, you know, and hair loss, things like that. So if I notice things like that, um, you know, then I have to be really careful. So, yeah. But one, thing that, one thing that amazes me about, about you is, is the, you are always uplifting. It's, it was always like that or you became more like that after this transformation? Oh, that means a lot. Thank you. Um, <laughs> No, I've always been wired happy. You know, I was one of those annoying kids running around, you know, when I was, <laughs> that was just happy all the time. That's just how I'm programmed. I've always been that way. Kind of a positive, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, and this is going to sound weird, but I'm not moody. I'm real even keeled and just happy. And that's just me. I don't know where that comes from. My mom was, was that way. My dad certainly wasn't. Where we'll go there. Um, <laughs> he was moody as hell. But, uh, I've always been even killed and so is my brother. So my mom was really, she was really big in the Arabian horse world and she would always help people and she instilled in me at an early age to help people, um, especially those that are just coming up and trying to figure things out. So for me, it's soul food. And if, you're, if I'm being perfectly honest, all in the last year I got on TikTok and started trying to help women get fit and then I started translating it to my Instagram And it just was like, oh my gosh, the response has been incredible. I mean, the women came out of the woodwork for help yeah. and just post. And I enjoy it. It's soul food for me. 
and, and Yuri, I'll be honest. I don't want to be the one, if I'm lucky enough to go to heaven, I don't want to be the one standing before God when he asked me, what did you do with your life? Yeah. What did you do to help other people? I don't want to be standing there with a dumb look on my face and not have an answer. Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. And uh, I think last year, mainly uh, during the lockdowns that we couldn't go to the gym and everything, people that help others uh, just by talking to them was very important. And I know that you did that because I follow you and I, I saw that you were doing that. So uh, COVID hit really hard last year. How did you dealt with uh, with Dean's? I'm pretty sure you have your own gym, but how did you uh, dealt with this change last year? Yeah, it sucked for all of us, didn't it? I mean, trying to work out. We were fine on upper body days, but leg day was hard. I definitely lost some muscle. Um, because we didn't have access to a, a leg press. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I've definitely lost some muscle. So we just did the best we could. You know, Randy and I would work out together. I'd bring, you know, a friend of mine, uh, my workout partner, Jackie, she'd come over and we'd play in my gym. And, you know, we just make the best out of it. You know, life is what you make it. Yeah. That's what my mom always taught me. Life is what you make it. So you just do the best you can. And I was trying to post, you know, home workouts for other women and things like that as much as I could too. Did you, did, did, did you do a lot of bands workout? Because one thing that I noticed is a lot of people doing bands, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. And bands are great. You know, so yeah, I did incorporate some bands. Um, we've got free weights here. Uh, lucky I have a, I'm lucky I have an FT2 trainer, which is an Inspire. So it's like a, you know, one that slides up and down mm -hmm. and it's got a Smith machine to it. So I could actually do real squats. So that was helpful, but I still lost some muscle along the way um but that's okay you know um, i've got it back now it's just a question of okay can i make it to 50 and make it to a show i'm gonna try <laughs> pray for me <laughs> i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure you're gonna do very well um now uh we, we were talking about recovery do you have any specific uh thing that you do for recovery cryo or any other thing you bet so um, in Dallas, there's a place called Phoenix Theralays, and I go there mm -hmm. once or twice a week. Um, it is a um, a hot laser. Well, it's a hot laser, but it's called a cold laser. And so it's a stage four cold laser, and I use it on my legs, my knees, you know, just my joints. Um, it heals you up like four times faster. It's amazing. Um, I discovered it. Larry North actually told me about it, and I went and tried it, and he was right. It was amazing. Um, to give you an example, I had an injury on my arm for like a year and I couldn't get it to heal obviously because when you're lifting it's hard to get you know anything to heal up and about four sessions on that thing and it never came back oh wow yeah that's that's kind of a real cool thing so I do that also the red light therapy bed is amazing cryo I hate being cold but it does help <laughs> so the red light therapy is uh, is on the same place the red light therapy bed is at I cryo in Frisco so I go there for that um, and they have good cryo there as well. But the the uh, Phoenix Theralase is off Walnut Hill in uh, Walnut Hill Lane and 75 in Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you are big, big uh, on on natural fruit, uh, food, and everything, organic. And uh, I, I've seen some of your TikToks that are quite funny uh, to watch. <laughs> Thanks. Educational, but funny at the same time. And you do that on purpose, so it, it's great. Um, what is your calorie intake nowadays? I mean, is, uh, in, in calories, and do you count the macros and everything? Oh, you bet. And I have a coach, obviously. So, yeah, 
um, you know, they're kind of up and down, but for the most part, I'm around 2000 for most days right now, because, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying not to gain too much fat, but it does work for me as, you know, putting a little bit of muscle on and not gaining a whole lot of fat. Um, if I need to lean down for something, I can take it down a little bit and then come back up. So I just don't want to put on, you know, a ton of fat and being in perimenopause, you've got to be really careful because I know what's coming if I'm not careful. That whole belly fat thing, that's a hard no. I don't want that. <laughs> talking, about, talking about that, do you do a lot of cardio? Not really. So I do 20 minutes about five times a week. Um, I do a treadmill. So I put the incline on eight and the speed on three. So write that down. <laughs> it's a good cardio. Because yeah, that's, another, love... that's another very uh, uh, important notice. A lot of people, they do so much cardio thinking that that's the, the, the solution to, to lose weight. And sometimes it's not. Many times it's not. No. You know what's more important? Um, well, lifting, but getting your 10,000 steps in a day because you burn more just walking around, doing everyday activities throughout the day. Just stay active, but it's 80% diet. You cannot outrun that fork. Right. <laughs> Believe me, I've tried. It doesn't work. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's important to keep that you know, in mind. And I am huge on natural foods, chicken, fish, bison, you know, things like that, veggies, of course, eating your carbs, sweet potatoes, Japanese yams. And I talk about sweet potatoes a lot because they're anti-inflammatory and they're also helpful for hot flashes. So I eat them twice a day and they actually really do help. And I'll give you an example. When we go out to dinner and I eat like an asshole, you know, and like get bloated, mm -hmm. oh, my hot flashes come back immediately because I because of the inflammation from the bad food. So as soon as I get back on plan, they go away. So food, good food is magical. It really is. What about alcohol? Do you avoid completely or just once in a while it's fine? So I used to be a big drinker before I started lifting. Um, I would drink, I say big drinker, not an alcoholic. I would eat, probably drink three times a week, red wine. Loved it, right? Not having any idea how much it actually slows your metabolism over time. It's empty carbs and calories. Um, it slows your liver processing down. So when you work out and then go drink, when you eat, it doesn't get processed. Your protein synthesis does not get processed properly. Um, I didn't know all that. But when I started lifting, I found all this out. So. I don't now I don't drink much at all it's like once a month at most because when I do I, it just makes me feel like crap I mean it just, <laughs> just just like just one glass of wine is enough that's plenty really is you know I can literally feel my kidneys going excuse me what are we doing <laughs> and my liver's doing talk to her <laughs> what's going on what are we doing <laughs> stop it are you trying to kill us yeah. seriously <laughs> so yeah and the older you get the harder it is for us to process these things because you know we don't move around as much as we get older so our metabolism starts to slow down we start to lose muscle and our digestion starts to slow down along with our liver so that just compounds the problem yeah it's way more challenging for sure I, uh, I'm 46 and I noticed that when I was prepping when I was 40 it was way easier than it is five years later you know every year gets a little bit more difficult Yes, I agree. I 100% agree, and I haven't prepped in you know since 19, so I'm hoping it'll be a little easier. But I don't know what I'm in for. Um, we'll see. But you know, giving my body that long time off, which has been weird for me because I'm in a weird place. Like ever since I started lifting, I would do 
you know, I would lift and have an off season and then I would go to comp compete. Well, when COVID hit, God, I haven't competed since 19. Yeah. So I'm kind of going, what am I doing? Where am I at? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, because <laughs> you, you know? were very active, right? You're doing at least two shows a year at least. Absolutely. So yeah, I miss it. I miss being on the stage. Um, but, but it's okay. I mean, I'll get back there eventually. It's just, um, I finally found my way on where my body likes to be and uh, hormonally and keeping everything balanced, how much food I need. Because, you know, we're a, us women, we are a mess of tripwires. <laughs> and they start glowing as we start getting older. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Now, uh, talking about overcoming, you got your pro card, what, three years ago? Three or four years ago? 17, 2017. So it's been a minute. When, yeah. when you started uh, this whole journey, were you already looking uh, to, to this uh, pro card or it was something that every year you were like, well, you know what, this is possible. I'm going after this. Or you had a goal to, to, to really get this card. You know, that's a great question because when I first started, I was like so enamored by the pros. I was like, Oh my God, that's a pro, you know, well, uh, you know, I want to go talk to her, you know? Um, and I remember I had a really nice pro at my first show come up to my husband and I and say, stick with it. You know, you've got something. And that meant the world to me. That so a pro would say that to me, and she wasn't even a bikini; she was um, figure or something. But it was nice of her to do that. You know, something a nice gesture like that can really stay with you. Um, so at first, I was like, I just want to do this for fun. You know, I don't know where it's going to lead. And and then I started seeing results, and people were like, "You really should go for your pro card." I'm like, "Okay, you think I can get it?" And I thought I had no chance in hell of getting it. I'll be truthful. I was like, mm, "I don't know, if this is going to happen." And uh, The, the day of the show, I kept seeing this number, 10-11, 10-11, 10-11, and my number was 10-11. Oh, wow. And really? I got this, wow. Yes. And I got this weird feeling over me. I'm not psychic, but I, I, I get feelings. And I was like, something's, something's changing in my life. I can feel it. I can feel it. And this was before I went on stage. And I, I told my husband that. He can probably verify. But I told him that. I'm like, something's going on. Um, something's changing. I think there's a reason for everything in life. And I do think there's a reason, um, you know, a chapters that we go through in our own lives. And this was a start of a new chapter for me. And uh, I ended up getting my pro card, cried like a little girl for three days, probably. <laughs> um, was so excited. I can only imagine how, how it was when you felt that on stage. It was amazing. Yeah. You know, it was funny because they forgot to announce it for me. And so they actually pulled me back up on stage um, and gave me the trophy and was like, you know, new, new IFBB pro. And I, there's a picture of me just <laughs> bawling. <laughs> anyway, I know I need to share that picture again because it was kind of cute. But anyway, um, so yeah, I just cried for days. Which, um, which, really which, show, that which that show was that, uh, Claire? Masters Nationals. Yeah, in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. That was where I got it. And it was in 17. So it was one of those things that's not supposed to happen, happened. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, what happened? You know, it was a whirlwind. Well, but um, you, you're really humble because uh, you work hard for that. So, you know, you were basically harvesting the results of your hard work. Um, so you deserve. I appreciate it. But we all do. And, you know, we're looking down the lineup of those girls. Every single one of them looked amazing, of course. You know, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Crap. You know, you try not to like get too nervous. You know, by 
looking at all these girls, but they all look phenomenal. And they always do. We all work super hard. There's no doubt. Um, I was just um, excited to be up there with them, truthfully. But I just think it led me on a path of um, that change I talked about. Mm -hmm. I feel like it led me to um, down the path of helping others because that's always where I've wanted to go, but never really had a good pathway for it until now. Yeah, that's great because you uh, actually became a, a ambassador uh, of the sport and, and, and helping others. So you are utilizing this title for something good, not only just for you. Yeah, I, I do. I do, would like to represent the IFBB in a good way, of course. You know, it's, a, it's, an, it's an amazing uh, organization and it's an honor to be a part of it. There's no doubt about it. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's soul food for me. I just love helping beginners that don't know what to do, you know, giving them advice and some of the posts that I post. And it makes my day when I get a message from a woman saying, hey, Claire, thank you for posting this. I needed to hear this today. I've lost 10 pounds. I got my hormones checked because of you and they were off and now I'm losing weight. I mean, just those little things, yeah. it's such a small thing, but it makes a difference in somebody else's life. And that's what means something to me. But you do have your own clients, don't, right? I do. I do help beginners. Um, I don't promote it a lot because I like to keep my group small, mm -hmm. but um, I do help beginners. I don't do contest prep. Nothing like that, because we're a needy bunch. <laughs> just no. <laughs> so you 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 like to help regular people? Yes, just normal people that are um, new to this, just starting out. That's what I like to help for sure. And do you, but there, so there is a there is a, a rationale behind this target audience. Why you like this target audience in particular? Um, I think it's because I've been there too. You know, Googling, trying to figure out how do you build muscle, how do you lose fat, you know, what's the best thing to eat, keto, whole foods, all this crap. And I love getting on TikTok and like blowing those myths out of the water and just being like, you can't spot reduce fat. You don't have to do a bunch of ab exercises to see your abs. It's 80% diet, you know, things like that. Because over the years, we've been saturated with all these infomercials abs of steel and do these ab exercises and you'll see your abs in like a week. You're like, no, that's not how it works, <laughs> you know? Um, so I love trying to help women understand that that's a myth. This is how it's done. And I always tell them, I will not ever lie to you and I will not ever tell you something to do something that won't work. Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, that's great. And, and, and you, you invest a lot of your time just on sharing information because most of your videos is basically educational. Uh, so it, it's, it's a really, a really good investment. You don't really post a lot about, as you said, about your service as a coach. Uh, and, and I think I found out because I saw someone talking about, but uh, you don't really advertise this. No, I really don't. I, I like to help people for free online as much as I can on social media because you know, we all need a chance to be healthy. Some people can't afford it. Uh, some people just like to learn, you know, and, and not, and try to do it on their own for so they can say that they accomplished it on their own just from learning different things. Um, I just enjoy it. It's just soul food for me. Like I said, I don't want to be the one standing there going, oh, I don't know what he did <laughs> to help people. You yeah. Know? Now, you, you've said that you are always extremely help, uh, happy and you're uplifting and everything. Now, the the, the tricky question here, because I know I've been through this, 
during those last three weeks of prep, are you still with this whole energy that you have or you slow down a little bit? <laughs> yeah, Randy, you want to answer that? <laughs> my, no, seriously, my, my last three weeks of prep, he can tell you. Um, I really don't, maybe like going you know, the hustle and bustle of the show, I might, you know, but I don't, but I just don't get, I just don't get flustered very easily. Really? So you want to answer that? What am I like the last three weeks of a show right before? Yeah, I, I've heard the stories about all the <laughs> content people uh, how bad they are but Claire was not that way really yeah. even on like peak she week was... she's still laughing and telling jokes and everything yeah she, yeah, she really is and uh, and we actually get along great anyway so we never have an arguing uh, situation so it's uh, it's never been bad she's really easy to do and uh, uh, she does great at it so that's... I can't wow <laughs> lucky man that's really now, rare we'll see some errands, you know, I'm on a wild goose chase looking for this or that. But, uh, so I think everybody that competes needs somebody to kind of help them get there. But uh, but she does great. And by the way, hubby is, come here, give me the picture. Hubby is uh, 68. He started lifting at age 60. So if we can do this, he Yeah, look too. amazing, Randy. Look amazing. He does. Thank you. I'm so proud of him. I really am. You know, the thing that we were surprised is how many friends we can meet along the way because in the fitness world or in the gym everybody's there for the same yeah. reason yeah and so it's been a great journey it's, a, it's a great community for sure uh, yeah it, it's so true but you know he's right we don't fight and people find that so strange um but like i said i'm real even keeled so is he and i've been with moody men oh it doesn't end well i'm like oh I, i'll be in the corner you tell me when your tantrum is <laughs> over and i'll be over here <laughs> No, this one, thank baby Jesus. He is so even keeled, and he's what we call, you know, when you meet somebody and you're like, oh my God, this person is an old soul. Yeah. That's him. He is an old soul, wise as can be, and damn it, if he's not right every freaking time, <laughs> <laughs> no matter what the situation is, he's always right. So I never question him anymore. He's got amazing intuition. He's an incredible person. Um, amazing family man and he's right we just we just don't fight because we have nothing to fight about we're peaceful people you know we know that words hurt you can't take them back never give your woman ammunition because that never ends well right ladies <laughs> um, doesn't, it doesn't end well <laughs> for how long you guys are together oh gosh we've been married 20 no uh eight coming up on 18 years in february is how long we've been married now we've been together for 20 years 20 21 years no, that's so, yeah. awesome. I've been I've been together oh. for twenty two, coming up for twenty three now. Yeah. Oh wow, that's yeah. awesome! Very cool. So yeah, I mean, you guys must get along well yep. too because you know, don't it doesn't end well. Yeah. Now on on your from the preps that you've been through, there is anyone in particular that you struggle mo most with, uh, or everything was pretty similar. It was the first one that was the most difficult one, or it was the one leading to the pro card? Um, you know, they were all about the same. I think when my arthritis started to hurt on my knees, I had to I had to swim for cardio. That was a bear. Getting up in the morning and jumping in a pool that's not always warm <laughs> and doing your cardio, but I freaking did it every day for like 40 minutes. I would get in that pool and just go in circles. I'd run underwater. I'd do all kinds of crazy stuff just to get, because basically all cardio is getting heart mm -hmm. rate up, right? Um, so I'd be in there just tooling away on that freaking treading water and doing whatever. 
Um, so, you know, but that helped. Um, yeah, just the arthritis. My, my knees do not like cardio. So, and not only that, doing too much cardio took my muscle. So I have to be very careful. I have one of those really sensitive bodies that if I do too much of anything, it'll go the direction you don't want it to go. Hair loss, muscle loss. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but it's good because you know your body uh, pretty well and you know what you need to avoid. A lot of people do not have this level of awareness with their own body. So they just keep trying everything and they don't see results. Yeah, exactly right. And water pills too affect me so badly. Like when I take water pills uh, before the show, um, they will really make my glutes drop instead of defining. I'll just, I'll lose my muscle pop. And by the time I eat enough carbs to fill back out, I'm bloated. <laughs> so I have to be really careful with that dialing in process. It's annoying. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you drop a lot of your carbs or you keep your carbs relatively the same? No, um, I think the lowest my carbs ever got was like 85 a day. That was the lowest. And so I was eating, you know, a little bit of oatmeal. I was eating, um, I think I was eating carbs three times a day. So I would have like a little bit of oatmeal, then carbs in meal two, then carbs in meal three, and then none other than veggies um, the rest of the day from what I recall. But I always had carbs. I never had to give them up completely. Um, I don't know why. I don't think I have a fast metabolism or anything like that. Um, uh, but I do process food fairly well, generally. Do you do any type of uh, body composition test just to see your body fat percentage in the beginning of the prep and at the end? Yes, um, I've done InBody, I've done DEXA. Um, I think right now I'm probably sitting around, according to the InBody, 21%. So on the DEXA, it's actually a bit lower than that. Mm -hmm. So um, my coach told me recently she thinks I'm 10 pounds from stage. So, you know, I don't know if that's true. Maybe, maybe not. I have no idea. Um, because I've got more muscle than I had before. So it's always hard to tell. And then when you start your prep, you're just praying Jesus that you don't lose muscle. And then it goes, you know, you never know where you're going to land. So, um, yeah, I would say that um, for the most part, most preps weren't, weren't that bad. I, I put my head down and I do what I got to do. Right. So when ladies come at me with excuses, I'm like, girlfriend, you don't know. <laughs> I'm like, come on, just knuckle down and do it. It's fine. <laughs> and the other thing that is important, because I see that you are very active on your social life, a lot of people that start diet, they isolate themselves and they don't have social life anymore. What What is your advice on that? Yeah, you don't have to. You know, literally when we go to like a family function and they're used to it, I'll just take my food with me. You know, I don't drink much anyway, so that doesn't matter. They all know. Don't even offer Clara a drink. No. <laughs> I'll take my water or whatever, you know. And there's things that you can have, you know, like um, uh, devotion, nutrition. Like I love devotion protein powder, so I can make ice cream treat with that. And there's it's 100 calories, so you can have that on prep, you know. And that kind of gets you through when you have sweet cravings and thing like, things like that. Um, so, yeah, no, it's it's the prep is never – I'm not one that gets real cranky or doesn't bother me that much. Like I said, I put my head down and I do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, social life, but yeah. So we, we still do, but we don't generally, if I'm on prep, I generally don't go out to dinner unless I have to mm -hmm. because, it, yeah, it's tempting for me. Like, I, I'll look at bread and go, oh, I want yeah. that. Don't eat it. <laughs> 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 I've seen some of your pictures of uh, with uh, some big ice cream that uh, you were giving yourself on the chili meal, so I understand the feeling. 
<laughs> oh yeah, and it you know it feels good, but it's funny because your stomach shrinks so much by the time you get to eating something like yeah. that that you get so freaking bloated. And I've had a lot of women say that I just get so bloated. I'm like, okay, I've discovered good di digestive enzymes; those help tremendously. Um, they're a lifesaver, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not fun because then you're like, you know, this this food isn't as fun as I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> right, right. Then then there, then there comes heard. that guilt feeling. It's it's just terrible. It's just terrible. Yes, yeah. You got that food baby going on, and you're like, oh my god, <laughs> you feel horrible. I know. I hate that feeling, and that's why I keep my diet so clean because I want my clothes to fit. You know, I want to look halfway decent. I want to feel good about myself. I don't ever want to look at the mirror again and not like what I'm seeing in the sense that it's such a mental thing for women and men too, I'm sure. But, you know, we want our jeans, we want our clothes to fit. We want to feel like we look decent. You know what I mean? It's such a confidence thing for it women. It is, but the, the fact that you started this whole thing after the age of 40, what do you think it happens like when you were 30 35 that you didn't have this mindset i mean because clearly you didn't have the same mindset that you have today when you were on your 30 30 35 right yeah i'll be honest um so i trained horses for years i came flying off of a frisian and got kicked in the leg really hard and i came up with a huge scar on my outside of my leg that came up in a hematoma can't see it here really but yeah you see that bump mm -hmm. So that's the hematoma that didn't heal very well. So I was really conscious about it for years. And I'm like, what's the point of having a good body when you have a messed up leg? And so I had that attitude. I just like I was just like, eh, whatever. You know, I never got too fluffy, but then I did get a little fluffy and I'm like, okay, I gotta do something. Um, and then I'm like, who cares? I honestly you're I wasn't even sure if I was gonna be able to compete because I have muscle damage in there, um, in my leg, uh, from the kick. I mean it was bad. Uh, so, yeah, I wasn't sure, but when I ended up leaning down, you could barely see it. It was interesting how it and al and, al and also, I think that you are very good in hiding that when you're posing, because I think you are have so much self awareness that when you pose, you because you know posing is is an art. If if you can yeah. actually hide your weaknesses and highlight your strengths when you are posing, if yeah, I mean, Jeff, Jeff teaches that a lot. <laughs> He does. He's good with posing. Um, when I would turn to the back, I would put my hand over it. Now I don't care because it doesn't bother me anymore. You know, it's just, it's a scar. It is what it is. You know, it's not a lump of cellulite. It's not a lump of fat. It's just a little indentation in my leg. But by the time I lean down, it just looks like a little indentation. But when I'm off season, of course, there's fat around it. So it looks a little more weird. So I look like I've got a little lump on my leg, so it's kind of weird. But we've all got something. Believe me, my perfect label got ripped off a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> that is interest, it's interesting because I think that your mindset is way more uh, stronger today. Uh, today, you wouldn't allow yourself to give you that excuse that you gave in the past saying, well, I have this problem here. I'm not going to do because I have this problem, right? Nowadays, you have a way stronger mindset that you're not allow excuses to get on your way exactly right um so yeah if you've got a scar if you've got um stretch marks anything like that don't be self-conscious about it because we've all got something so yeah take it from me <laughs> i got my pro card with this nasty thing on my leg so you know 
it is what it is. Um, there's nothing I can really do about it. They couldn't even, you know, I even went to a surgeon and said, can you do anything with this? And they're like, no, not really. I'm like, okay. So, you know, it is what it is. You're right. So now I, I'm just like, whatever. I don't even care anymore. And I think as you get older, you mellow out and you're like, eh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's life. <laughs> yeah, I, I I had uh, some problems because when I lost 100 pounds, I, I got a lot of losing skin and I didn't want to do tummy talk or anything. So in, in the beginning, it was a struggle because even when you are very lean and you have all the muscles, you still have the losing skin. And losing skin is so difficult to get rid of it. It's hard. Yes, you're right about that, especially on the stomach. I get women that ask me that all the time. And it just depends on your genetics, how it shrinks up. And your journey is amazing, by the way. Thank you. Um, also, that's so cool. You should be so proud of yourself, for Thank sure. Thank you. Uh, when I leaned down, I definitely had some loose skin on the back of my arms. And I freaking hated it. Hated it. I didn't, I'm like, okay, well, this is before I started lifting. I'm like, well, now what do I do about this? You right. know, how do we fix this mess? <laughs> I hated being skinny fat. And uh, so I just, you know, I started learning how to lift. And now it's filled out with muscle. So you really... You know, you don't see the loose skin anymore because it literally, um, ladies, if you think of like, if you have loose skin, think of your skin as like a deflated balloon, huh? And um, when you lose the fat, it deflates. Now, you can fill it back out with muscle and now you have shape to your body. So don't be afraid to lift. Pick up those weights. It will help. It speeds up your metabolism. Um, it fills out your body so you'll have a nice shape. And it also burns the most calories. <laughs> Do you encourage uh, some of the people that approach you about losing skin, for example, to get uh, tummy tuck or, or surgery? Or you consider this like less resource? Um, if that's what they want to do, I encourage you to do anything that you want to do for yourself. You know, I wanted these. I went and got them. I'm happy I did. Best surgery ever. If you need a surgeon, let me know. He's amazing. Anyway, um, so yeah, if there's something that you want to do for yourself, freaking do it. Don't let anybody tell you that you should or shouldn't do this or do that or whatever. You know, if there's something you want to do for yourself, go do it. Don't let anybody stop you. Yeah, that's a great advice for sure. Um, now, for, to, for us to wrap up here, what would you say for that uh, over 40 you know, um, a woman or even man that, I mean, that wants to get in shape, but uh, think that the, the time is over because it's over 40, right? People, there's a lot of people that still think that way. I'm over 40, I, you know, I'm not going to get in shape. And I know that you are a living proof of that, but uh, what would you uh, tell these this people? Yeah, you're right. And this is going to sound cliche, but it's never too late. I mean, I started at age 42, never picked up a weight before then. My husband started at age 60, and he's now 68 and looks incredible. So you can take your health back. You can look in the mirror and be happy about what you see. You can fit into that bikini again or those swim trunks that you've got stuffed in a drawer somewhere with the word someday sitting on it. So don't be afraid to go after your goals. Absolutely. We've all got a little black dress in the back of the closet that says someday on it. And believe me, you can get there. Don't give up on yourself. Amazing. Uh, amazing advice, Claire. Thank you very much for taking the time uh, on this Friday night to record this. I'm looking forward yeah. to see you again on stage. Um, hope next, hopefully next year. Uh, yeah. And uh, keep up the great work. Thank you, hon. And thank you for having me so much. Um, I really enjoyed it. Awesome. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining another uh, episode of Overcome Podcast. And see you again next time.